I'm your host, Aaron Groves, and welcome to the Pop Podcast. All right, I'm going to do a little singing intro. I was just singing to Spider and I was like, we're this welcome back to part two with me and you. The You are all of the ones that are listening to this podcast right now. So hello, welcome back to the pop podcast. I am solo again in this studio. As I mentioned on the last episode, you all wanted more solo episodes. So here I am. I am cranking them out for you all. And I'm actually super excited about it because both of the topics that I chose to talk about are topics that I've been wanting and brewing inside of me. So last week, you heard all about my health and fitness journey, which is something that I feel like has been a long time coming coming with how much I talk about health and fitness. And then this week, you all wanted me to get a little bit more personal and I'm going to build a little bit off of health and fitness, but talk about confidence, how I've built confidence in myself, self-awareness, because this is something that I preach nonstop to an end and it's one of my biggest pet peeves, and then independence. And I took a bunch of notes and I always prep a lot, but I also want this conversation to be very organic and how it delivers. And it's also super interesting too, because when I get asked these questions on how are you so confident or how do you build self-awareness or how are you so independent? I just do these things and I think a lot of it is in my DNA And I don't mean that to come off in an egotistical or narcissistic way, but I think all of the things that I do in my life has always been to serve a higher purpose, number one. Number two is to be genuinely happy. And when I mean that, I mean, when I go to sleep at night, I've done everything that I can for other people. I've done everything that I can for myself and I'm genuinely happy for where I'm at in my life. And number three is just to be a good person. I always wanted to grow and to develop and I've always had this fire inside of me from the time I was little. And if you take a survey of all of the people closest to me, And anyone that's known me throughout my entire life would probably say the exact same thing. Do I think a lot of my confidence and my independence comes from who I am and how I was raised 1000%? And I think I'm going to start with independence because this is something that I think is one of the most important pieces that I feel leads to a developing self-awareness and b becoming more confident in yourself and i'm going to take this a step further we live in a world where every single person tells you who you should be how you should do it when you should do it and everything else in between i'm out i don't believe in that i don't think anyone knows what you need in your life besides yourself I'll make an exception 
because my parents know me like the back of my hand and I do think moms know all in some situations. And so I do think maybe in your immediate family, certain people know what you need or can guide you. But that at the end of the day, there's one relationship that you have for your entire life, one relationship that's never going to change, one thing that's constant and one thing you can control. That's yourself. And being independent and knowing who you are is a lifelong journey. That's the one thing that you're always going to be working on and you're always going to be dealing with. You're sleeping with yourself every single night. You're waking up with yourself every single morning. You've been given one body. You've been given one mind. And my whole perspective on thing is, why would I not take that and maximize it? Why would I not try to be the best possible version of myself that I can be? Not only to serve a higher purpose and to build a life that's much bigger than myself, but also just to do it for myself. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to selfishly want to be genuinely happy and to selfishly want to be the person that you want to be and go after the things that you want. And independence is where that stems from. And I think There's a lot of advice that you could get from people on building independence. And I will say I was dealt a better hand. I come from a family of two very independent people who operate very independently and came together as one. And so I had and still have that dynamic in parents and I can't speak for anything else. I have seen how well their relationship has worked. It's been something that I've idolized. My mom is extremely independent. And so I definitely have that nature. But I think for me, when someone else, how can I be more independent and how can I build confidence? They go hand in hand because I think when you're independent, you're confident enough to do things on your own and you're not dependent on other people and trying to control the people around you. And I think my fitness journey that I shared on the on the last episode really brought me into that independence. I was forced to literally figure out how can I make myself happy again? My mom wasn't, she was gonna push me in the right direction, but she wasn't the one that was gonna do it for me. My sister and my brother, they weren't gonna do it. My friends weren't going to do it. My dad wasn't going to do it. I mean, my mom basically said, it's your life. You have to make the right choices. You have to also live with the choices that you make. You got to go figure it out. And I think having her really pushed me into doing things on my own and stepping outside of my comfort zone. And I think when you challenge yourself and you prove to yourself that you can do things on your own, you start to gain confidence. And independence to me just means being confident in the decisions that you're making and not depending on anyone else emotionally, financially, or mentally. I've definitely taken things probably to an extreme, which is something that I'm trying to unwire both consciously and subconsciously right now through meditation. But I truly believe that and wholeheartedly want true independence for every single person out there because I think there's no freer feeling than waking up every morning and knowing that the food that you're putting on the table is from you and that 
the energy that you have is yours and that workout class that you just accomplished is yours. Having all of those things and just being able to make decisions on your own. And I know everyone listening to this is coming from different experiences and you're like, okay, Aaron, be more specific. How can I gain independence? Go outside of your comfort zone. If you always grew up in the same town and there's an urge to move away, move away. That was the best decision I ever made in my entire life. I don't even know what my life would look like if I did not move. And that forced me to grow up. It forced me to, you're on your own in a city thousands of miles away from your parents. Like you have to figure it out. You have a new job. You have friends around you. You have people around you supporting you, but you're in charge of you. And I think my need for control in certain situations definitely, again, guides me towards independence because I like to control the people that I surround myself with. I'm very sensitive to energy. If I don't want to go out, I'm not going to go out. If I want to stay in, I want to stay in. And I just think it's being free and not feeling like you're relying on someone else. And I kind of like to give the analogy, you know, when you like you have something stuck on your hand and it's like you're pulling it and you're pulling it and you're pulling it. It's just like this very uncomfortable feeling. That's what a lack of independence kind of feels like for me. It feels like there's something and it's like you're trying to get away from it, but you feel like you can't. And then finally you just kind of rip the bandaid off and you just go for it. And whether you're 15 listening to this, you're 20, you're 25, you're 30, you're 40. I think we all go through stages of life and step outside of your comfort zone. Go do things by yourself. Go take yourself to dinner. Go make new friends. Go walk into a workout class. If you're at work, maybe you walk up to someone new. Whatever it is, when you're challenging yourself and you're doing things on your own, you're going to become more independent. You're going to make decisions on your own. And then you're also going to be more confident in the process. And I always say they're hand in hand because my confidence and my ability to say no to things that I don't want to go to, no to people, no to circumstances, even in dating, I'm not interested is simply because I'm independent and I don't need anyone else for anything else in my life. I don't need a boy to pay for my things. I don't need my friends necessarily. I guess emotionally you need friends and people in your life, but I think there's a sense of freedom and release. And that's where that confidence really comes from. And I do think, again, part of it is for my nature. I am a Leo. I've always been a little bit more confident. I was always the girl that was standing up for my friends in toxic relationships, I was always the girl that was clapping back or giving an attitude. I do think a lot of it is in my personality. But what's funny is that a lot of people, I think, are scared to say no or they're scared to stand up for themselves. And I'm just going to tell you that the reaction is so much more in your favor when you do that. And the people in your life who don't want that for you, shouldn't be in your life in the first place. And I think fear is what stops a lot of people from going out and doing their own thing and becoming more independent. Fear of being rejected or someone not loving you or not being friends with a certain group of people. But at the end of the day, if someone's not going to 
respect you for having opinion and standing up for yourself, then they don't really care about you in the first place. So I'm not going to date you. I'm probably not going to be friends with you. It just doesn't really make sense to me. And I know I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends before and it's hard for me to explain, I guess, the things that I do, but I think fitness is a huge part of it. Just being physically in shape, I feel good about myself. I know I look good or I personally think I look good. I know I have a good job and I'm super career-oriented. I can pay for things on my own. I don't really need anyone. I have super supportive friends. I have super supportive family. So I do think that all of those things that I'm doing really pushes me into that confidence. And I also think too, confidence comes from authenticity. And I think this is a buzzword that you hear a lot now is, and feedback that I've gotten that I don't even really know what this meant is like, you're very authentic to who who you are. And my favorite quote ever on this topic is, don't adapt to the energy of the room influence the energy of the room. And that one really stuck out to me because there's so many times that I've seen people, even friends, that they just want to fit in. And so they mold themselves to fit into a friend group that doesn't even really truly care about who you are as a person. And I think when you're authentic to who you are, you're going to become more confident because there's only one you. And I know I've said this a bunch on other episodes, but there's only one of me. There's only one of you listening to this. And so that's your power. If nothing else in your life is going to plan, if you're struggling in a job, if you're struggling in a relationship, if you're struggling in fitness, there's only one you. Tap into that internal power and tap into those callings inside of you that are calling you to slow down, are calling you to move, are calling you to go for that new job. And that kind of leads me to another mechanism that I've talked a lot about on my social media platforms is meditation. And this is something that I implemented about a year to a year and a half ago. I've never been the slowest. I've never been someone that likes to slow down. It's not really in my DNA. I like to go, 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 do, 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 check things off the box. But I had been following someone who I admire and thinks she's an incredible human being. I've never met her. I would love to interview her one day. Her name's Melissa Wood Health. I'm sure a lot of you have listened to her. And she always talks about meditation. And a lot of the stuff that she was preaching was a lot of the same things that I do in my own life and things that I tell each and all each and every one of you. And so I was like, why don't I just take a shot at this meditation thing? I do yoga. I do a moving meditation. I'm putting that in quotation marks uh, just because it's not necessarily meditation. And so one day I just tried it. And do my thoughts still go all over the place? Yes. Do I still think about my to-do list? Yes. But I don't think I've learned more about myself in 10 minutes every single day consistently than I ever have in my entire life. And I know it seems dramatic and you're like, how can 10 minutes to 15 minutes every single morning? But when you slow down and you stop and you sit with yourself in silence or in a guided meditation for 10 minutes, your body and your your internal and your mind starts talking to you. 
you start getting these gut feelings, you start seeing signs, you start feeling the internal transformation happening. And for me, that was really when the shift happened. And that's actually when this podcast took a turn down the business and entrepreneurship route. I was not meditating when I first launched this podcast. The idea came when I was just in a very low period of my time. As you all know, my friend had me launch it. But when I started meditating, the ideas started coming to me. The people that I wanted on the podcast started coming to me. And it was funny because what they had in common and what I had in common and why I'm so passionate about it is we all focused on the internal before we focused on the external. When I wake up every morning, the first hour of my day, I know I'm very lucky that I'm single and I'm young and I have the time, but I focus on my internal. I wake up, I get a meditation in, I drink water and I work out. And I knock all of that out first thing in the day because in the rest of my day is reactive. And I don't want to be a reactive person. I want to be proactive. And so I know myself well enough by now to know that, hey, if I do these things in the morning, the rest of my day is going to be a cakewalk. I'm going to have no anxiety. I'm not going to lash out at people. I can pretty much handle anything that's coming my direction from the left, right, wherever it is. Whoever has something mean to say, I can pretty much handle it because of the stuff that I've done internally. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about meditation and I started to increase the time lengths. I know I did two hours the other weekend and I can't say enough stuff and I know it's not for everyone and I don't believe in telling people what to do. I just like to share what works for me because out of all the things that I told you in last week's episode on fitness, whether you take nothing out of that or you get up and go for a run, I think the most important thing is find what works for you and tune into that innate trait that you have because we each have it. And when you're in silence and you're in a meditation, you start to really recognize who are you? Who do you want to be? What makes you happy? What doesn't make you happy? Where do you want to go in your life? What type of relationship do you want to be surrounded with? Do you want a family? All of these very basic questions that the world is telling you you have to do, you're sitting with yourself, you're processing, and you're asking yourself, is this really what I want? Is this really the direction you're going to go? Or am I going to take control of what I want? Am I going to tune out everyone that's telling me to stay in this corporate job? Am I going to tune out everyone that's telling me not to go after in social media? And honestly, for me, it was a very eye-opening experience because as someone that is very confident and 98% of the time shows up the same in every single room, obviously I have days, but Spider, the producer would tell you like, I'm always the same person. I always have been. My parents have preached that to myself. But even I found myself in certain meditations playing myself small. I wasn't tapping into the potential that I have. Even on this podcast, I'm now getting to 50 episodes and I feel like I'm starting to really open up. And I attest all of that to my meditation practice. I'm letting go of fear. I even recognized where my fear was. Fear of commitment fear of settling, fear of so many things that I had no idea until I sat with myself day in and day out. I started journaling. I started listening to things that kept coming up in my mind. 
and it changed my life. And I think I have a whole new level of confidence and a whole new level of self-awareness because of that practice. And it's so wild because I was the girl that thought 10 minutes can't change anything. You need an hour to work out. You would need an hour in a meditation and there's no way. And I am living proof that 10 minutes, even probably five, is enough to transform you if you do it consistently, if you show up every single day. And no matter what you're going through in your life, even if you're at the biggest peak, you just got married, you just had a baby, whatever it is that's going on in your life, it's even then that you need it the most. I feel like I'm in such a good place in my life right now. I have this podcast that I'm super passionate about. I have a job that I love that coincides with the podcast and they go hand in hand. And I feel like I'm really starting to get into a groove of my life now that I'm 26. And I feel like I need meditation now more than ever. And so, ooh, excuse me, don't allow yourself or don't judge yourself to not going out there and trying something. And it ties back to independence and it ties back to confidence. I truly, truly, truly believe that every single person on this planet has a gift and it's up to you to tap into that gift. And the dis- the difference between you and the person that you want to be is putting in the work. It's putting in the hours at the gym. It's putting in the meditation. It's putting in the work at work. Do I think genetics and I I think there's always two sides to every single coin, but I truly believe that what you want and what you're called to do starts from within. And the only way that you can figure that out is if you sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what do I want? Take out a pen and a paper, write it down. What, where are you unhappy? Where do you want to grow? If you want to be more confident, how can you be more confident? Is your body maybe that you're not confident in? Is it in social situations? Is it maybe at work? How can you overcome that? What are those fears inside of you that are calling you to stop? What are, is it the people that you're surrounded with? This is something that I literally had a conversation with my mentor about yesterday and surrounding yourself with the right people, surrounding yourself with people who have the same vision as you and who support you. And also recognizing that you're going to change friend groups. I'm only 26 and I feel like I've grown out of certain friend groups. I've had so many new friends and it's not because any of them are bad people. It's because I'm simply just growing in a different direction. And when you hold on to things that are no longer serving you and they're no longer serving the path that you're going on, it's only hurting you to hold on to them. But when you let go of that layer, you let go of the toxic relationship, you walk away from the toxic job, you get back in the gym, you're taking back your independence, you're taking back who you are, and you're becoming more confident. And it all kind of wraps together. And I could probably sit here for two hours and give a bunch of personal stories, but there's just so many that I could think of. And I guess one that I'll say that kind of goes to the testament of everyone is telling you what to do is my whole life, I thought I was kind of told I was going to be an athlete, get into the corporate world, get into sales. I never in a million years thought I would ever be an entrepreneur. I never in a million years thought that I would have a podcast. My mom and my family might have thought that I would be on a platform like this, but 
I have been told my whole life to stay in a box. I've been told my whole life to stay into the corporate world. You're told to stay somewhere because no one wants to go out and most people don't want to see you flourish because they're not doing that same thing. And if you want to be part of the top 5% or you want to be part of the top 1%, those people did what no one else is doing or doing things that most of the population isn't doing. And that's my why. I truly believe that I have a calling and a purpose to serve something bigger than myself. Do I know exactly what that vision is? No, but I feel a fire inside of me. I think this podcast is just one step in the right direction, but I want you all to tune into that. I want you all to be independent, make decisions on your own, gain that confidence and take that power back because I have seen way too many times over close friends and family get into relationships and get into situations because they lack the two of them. And I felt like I was always fighting the battle for them. And I quickly realized that if you don't want it for yourself, no one else can want it badly enough for you and the work will never get done. And so that's why I say everything starts with you. And I've seen this analogy a little bit on social media, but what's harder, an hour of Netflix or an hour at the gym? And everyone's going to say an hour at the gym is harder. But to me, that hour at the gym isn't just an hour of my life. It's making a lasting impact. And so it's just switching your perspective. Instead of saying, well, this is hard. Well, what's harder? Having health issues. That's my why with health and fitness. I don't want to have any health bills that I could have had avoided. If I can avoid anything and everything that has to do with health, I'm going to do it. I Obviously, I know situations happen, life happens. I learned that firsthand with my mom, but there's everything that I can control to make sure I'm in my best place physically and mentally. I'm going to do everything there. And so go out there, try something new, lean into who you are, and tune everyone else out. I'm so passionate about this topic because there is a life outside of the status quo. There is a life outside of what everyone else around you is doing. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably someone that is a, wants to be a high achiever, or maybe you just know me personally and you're listening because you know me personally, and you feel bad. Okay, I'm kidding. Um, anyways, but if you're listening to this podcast, it's a sign in the right direction and it's just up to you to do the internal work. And I remember myself four years ago listening to podcasts and they kicked me in the butt to get my shit in gear. And that's what I want this to be. It's your sign that you're in charge of you. No one else knows what's best for you. You're the only person that's in charge of your destiny. Be confident in your decisions. Stand up for what you don't believe in. Be independent. Leave the toxic relationship if you're not happy and surround yourself with people who believe in those same things and want the same things for themselves because I truly feel like you do feed off of other people's energy and you are your five closest friends in theory. So that is my kind of TED talk on independence and confidence. I know I touched a little bit on self-awareness and this is what I'll kind of wrap up this part on because I talk a lot about self-awareness and I think it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs have and a lot of successful people have. And it's funny because my CEO at my new job, 
literally got on a call and said that the most successful CEOs that he knows are the most self-aware. And I started just glistening from ear to ear because I'm so big on self-awareness because I think when you know yourself, again, kind of going back to independence and confidence, you're not going to be as insecure. You can become more self-aware into the things that your flaws. For me, I make jokes all the time about how I'm loud or how I have too much energy and it's all in good fun, but it's also because I'm self-aware enough to know those things about me and they're not necessarily bad things. Some people think they're super annoying. That's totally fine, but it's just authentic and inherent to who I am. And so I'm not going to apologize about it and I'm not going to change it because it's just who I am and what makes me who I am. And that's why I have a, I think a very dry sense of humor and I don't mind making fun of myself because I think developing self-awareness is very much of a journey. And I think meditation has helped me a lot with that. I also think self-awareness comes with age and comes with trial and error and just going through life shit. Excuse my French. I feel like I've gone through a lot in my life my surgery, my sister got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I moved across the country. My dad lost his job. My mom got in a terrible car accident. I had a lot of loss of grandparents early. I feel like I've just gone through enough in my life to realize A, how short life is. B, that's why I don't believe that you should ever live in a box because life is a lot shorter than you think it is and not in a scarcity mindset, just coming from a very realistic place. I don't want to leave a day, an hour, or a minute on the table that is not maximized and I'm not living to my full potential. And so for me, it was developing that self-awareness and releasing control, allowing myself to take feedback, allowing myself to be in the workplace and hear what other people were saying about me and not taking it personally. Because at the end of the day, if someone's saying something mean to you and it's personal, it says more about them than it does you. And so you can learn from those people. And I also too, always, if someone says something about me over and over, like you have a lot of energy or you're super loud, that's how I built self-awareness because it was things that I was hearing over, over and over again. And then I just really started to embody it and I started to appreciate it and not feel bad about it. And I know I sell coaching now, like executive coaching, shout out Torch. I love them. Um, A little shameless plug, but I do think some people, Whitney kind of touched on it. She worked with a coach uh, professionally. Obviously there's therapists and stuff like that, but I do think self-awareness is just a journey. And I also kind of wanted to end with this point because I think it's so funny and something that was kind of a false piece of advice, if you will, that once you know who you are, so once everyone's trying to achieve, or in my personal opinion, happiness, we all want to be happy at the end of the day. And so we think when I'm independent and when I'm confident and when I have A, B, and C, I'm going to be happy. And if there's one thing that I've learned through building self-awareness and growing as a person and becoming more confident and becoming more independent, life hasn't really gotten any easier. Have I, Has it been easier for me to make decisions? Yes. Have I let go of any care about what people think about me? Absolutely. But I also don't want to give people the false hope that life is automatically easy. I think you handle things a lot better and your reaction is a lot more productive and 
You're not going to ruin friendships or you're not going to say things that you don't say. But I also think there's a part of me that as I become self-aware, you recognize things around you and you become a lot more sensitive or at least I have on energy and what you want to surround yourself with. And I feel as if your circle kind of just gets smaller and smaller. And I'm all about quality over quantity when it comes to friends and stuff like that. But I just thought it was funny because again, I had this conversation yesterday and I was explaining to him, I'm like, I feel as if the more I grow and the more I become self-aware and the more I put in the work, the more I sit in meditation, life doesn't necessarily get easier. But it's that myth that you're told, kind of like the corporate world is the end-all be-all, that once you get this, you're automatically going to be happy and everything's going to be fixed. And I'm only 26 and I'm definitely 10 times happier than I ever have been in my own body, but that doesn't mean that the external world around you or the everyday problems and friendships and relationships and work is going to get easier. I think you're going to sleep better at night with who you are. You're going to be more confident in yourself and more confident in your decisions, but I don't want to give false hope that life is just magically different. And I think that's all she really wrote on that. I mean, I'm sure I could go on and on and on about this topic and why I'm so passionate about confidence and being independent. I think, you know, I've touched on a lot of it, but if there's anything that you take away from this episode, it's to tune in to what lights you up. It's to go after the thing you wanted. It's to say no to what's not serving you. And it's to live outside of the status quo. And I wanted to end this episode with a little rapid fire questions. I always mention the producer spider. So he's going to turn on his camera and he's going to ask me some questions that you all had to wrap out the episode. Got to turn the mic on first. All right. Step one, turn on the mic. Seven questions that we got sent in. Shout out to the (laughs) listeners. We love feedback here. So this is awesome. Uh, number one, what is the perfect day for you? What is the perfect day for me? I've touched on it a little bit in this episode and last week's, but waking up, going for a quick walk, having actually, no, we're going to start over waking up, having a meditation. I always go turn on my coffee, have a glass of water, get my coffee, come back into my bed, do a 20 to 25 minute meditation and then go outside for a quick walk, come back inside, do emails, work a little bit from like nine to 12 or one and then go work out and then come back, finish up anything else that I had to do at work and then spend time with a family. I want to have a family someday. So kids, all of that stuff, be there to pick them up from school or make dinner as a family and all that type of stuff. All right. Answer over. (laughs) Number two, tell us something most people don't know about you. The first thing that always comes to mind because no one believes me is I'm actually very introverted. And spider's probably like, what the heck? No, you're not. No, you are. I, I believe that. Yeah. everyone assumes that I'm very extroverted just because I'm super loud. I can talk to a brick wall. I can make friends anywhere, but I'm actually very introverted, which I think has a lot to do with why I'm so independent because I have to be alone. 
that is my biggest downfall. It will be when I get into a relationship is I have to be alone. And I learned that and it has more to do with how you recharge. So I guess technically speaking, I'm an introverted extrovert. But yeah, that's one thing that most people will fight me on because I'm so outgoing, but I'm definitely very introverted. Yeah, that's something that I I learned recently that that is more how you get your energy back is being around people or being by yourself. Yeah. If that makes sense to me. Yeah. All right, next one. Do you have any habits, good or bad, that you picked up from your parents? Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of two really good ones. The first one I would say is I'm super loud like my dad. I don't necessarily know if that's a habit or if that's just inherent, but my dad is the loudest person known to man. You can hear him from across the neighborhood. He is so freaking loud. So I definitely picked that up from him. In terms of annoying, I guess, habits, I'm a morning person maybe. So like I get up in the morning, like I'll start vacuuming. I don't really know if that's a habit. And then I'm obsessed with shoes. So my mom is obsessed with shoes and I definitely have that habit as well. So I just gave you three. I don't know if that is a good answer, but you got a shoe habit. Is that a habit? I don't know, but that's funny to me. I love shoes. Like it's a problem. It's like the one thing that I will buy a lot of. I have like five pairs of workout shoes. Yeah, I don't know. All right, <laughs> moving, on. moving on. What is the most unexpected piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, this is a hard one. I think I'm going to go with pursuing what you're most passionate about in terms of work. And I'm only saying that because I was never wired that way. I never really heard that. but. My mentor obviously went out and did his own thing, pursued entrepreneurship. And that was a piece of advice that I never really thought about that could be lucrative financially. I always thought the things that I was passionate about were just passion projects and they were things on the side. But I never thought that if I pursued something that I was really passionate about, that it could potentially become a very lucrative career. So I'd say that was probably the most unexpected piece of advice that I've ever received that's actually transformed my life. That's awesome. I think you touched a little bit on this earlier, but what is your biggest pet peeve? Lack of self-awareness. Right now, I go through phases, but I would say, number one, it doesn't matter. Lack of self-awareness, I cannot. I, can, I cannot. That's an easy one. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> this one, I think uh, the listeners will have to go back and listen to the last show if you want a little more in-depth answer. But is there any one event that you feel like changed your perspective on life? Yeah. Yeah. I, there's two and one I touched on on the last episode. So I'm not going to share that because you can go back and listen to that. I'm going to share my mom's car accident because I think that incident changed my perspective on everything about life and shifted my mindset mentally. And so I think had that, it's such a terrible thing and I would never wish this upon my mom and the pain that she's gone through the last four years has been nothing I'd wish upon anyone, but I do think that God has a bigger plan. And that definitely is the one event hands down that transformed my perspective. 
All right. And the last question is, what would your younger self think of you today? <laughs> um, she would say, listen to your parents and stop trying to be so defiant. I think my parents always let me do whatever I wanted, which was awesome and amazing. But they were on to something with the sports broadcasting and they saw things in me that I don't necessarily think I thought to myself. So I think my younger self would just look back and say, stop trying to be so defiant. Stop trying to be something different or really truly stand out. And I'd like to think that she'd be very proud of where I am today. I feel like I've grown so much as a person and I put myself in situations that I never thought I would be in. I never thought I would have a public platform. I'm a very private person, but I think the situations that have happened in my life and the things that have happened for me have really molded me into the person I am today. And if you're out there listening and you're younger than me or you're older than me, it's never too early and it's never too late. It's really just up to you. So that is that. Is that all the questions? That's all we had. That's all we got. All right, y'all. Well, I go back and forth between you all and you guys. Thank you all for tuning in. I will bring a guest back for you all and as always i am grateful for spider today he has been dealing with me for over 50 episodes he always gives me feedback i love this studio so much they have been honestly incredible so that is what i am grateful for today thank you all for tuning in go follow me at pop with aaron and have a fabulous week